Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through Matrix on May the 25th, 2011. For newcomers, look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. You'll find hundreds of audios there for download where I try to give you shortcuts to understanding this big system you're born into, uh, which really is a massive superstructure around the world, above all governments, tying them all together. And I try and show you the bigger organizations that really run the show, at least the ones that were known to uh, to us, the public at the bottom, and to show you where it's all going, how it's done, and so on, and what their goals are. So help yourself to the audios. Remember, too, all the sites listed on the com site have transcripts of a lot of the talks for print-up in English, and if you want transcripts in other languages, go into alanwattsentinel.eu for the variety offered, and you'll see that also listed on the com site. So... Help yourselves. There's a lot there to to learn, an awful lot to learn, actually. And we're still going through the biggest changes, of course, the world's seen for an awful long time. Now, remember, too, I'm really dependent upon you, the listeners, to uh, keep me going. So it's up to you, the listeners, to buy the books and discs I have for sale at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. From the U.S. to Canada, you can use a personal check. You can also use an international postal money order. You can send cash, and you can also use PayPal. Use the donation button you'll see on the com site and follow it up with an email with name, address, order. I'll get it out to you. Remember, straight donations, too, are really uh, well appreciated. And across the rest of the world, you've got Western Union, MoneyGram, and PayPal again to order using the donation button. And remember, again, straight donations are definitely well appreciated. And I know it's getting bad across the world now because... Uh, people really drop off here and there in Europe. They email me to tell me just how things are going and how bad it's getting for them. Lots of people are losing jobs, and with the cost of living, uh, they're really scratching along. So uh, this is a sign of the times. It's meant to go this way. It's planned austerity just after the, the planned bank crash, of course, and we're being trained like animals. It's basic animal training. That's uh, Your disposable income won't be spent on things you don't really need but you want, anymore. Your disposable income will all be going to the necessities of life. That's what austerity is all about. So everything will be high prices, fees, and high taxes for everything just to get along. That is the planned world that we're going into now under the guise of, oh my God, we're all broke and we have to be, all, be poor. It's amazing too, the UN keeps pumping out this, the same uh, incredibly increasing statistics of the immense gap between the tiny minority of stinking rich people and the vast majority of dirt poor people and how it's always getting wider and wider and wider. And now they're telling us that the top, I think it is the top, uh, one-tenth of the one percent at the top are massively outdissing all the, all the rest of them behind them. So 
you got to be in the know, you understand, to make money in this world. It's not a matter of going out there like you're trained at school to grab the carrot and just make it all your own, unless you've got good psychopathic traits and an ability to get on with the other psychopaths, which means being very manipulated, of course. You aren't going to get very far in life at all. Ordinary folk can't really do that because they don't like putting other people under on the way up. But it's no problem to the psychopath. The whole system is a psychopathic system they have given to the rest of the normal people, and they call it competition. We're trained from school to compete, compete, compete. And, of course, you're living through the end product of it. Now, they don't need us all today. Most folk will die of cancer. Uh, we know that it's introduced and it was introduced a long time ago, but they're stepping it up with all their foods, etc. I'll talk about that later on in the broadcast tonight. Back after these messages. folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix. You know, some people cannot fail, though, doesn't matter what they do in life, depending, again, on the status that you have in society and how many friends you've got in high places. But anyway, Strauss can, of course, we all know about his little escapades he's been accused of, which doesn't surprise me because that kind of stuff is pretty the norm for these guys. They generally are so well protected by other guys who clean up behind them, like Bill Clinton was, of course. Uh, that doesn't make the media, and uh, he was caught apparently, and now he's, un- he's charged with uh, rape. But anyway, it says here, former head of the International Monetary Fund accused of sexually assaulting a New York hotel maid will receive a $250,000 severance payment paid in part courtesy of the American taxpayer unless U.S. lawmakers can stop the golden parachute from landing in the French politician's bank account. Now, that's... that's um. That's nothing to what you really get because this guy also has his own, has own private investments and being the head of the IMF, he knows where to invest because the IMF really is, is a big, huge, massive business under the United Nations. They tell, they have annual conferences, sometimes biannual conferences. They tell uh, all the people who come and who attend where to invest their money because the UN will be forcing all of us to invest their money into up and coming emerging nations and they match it dollar for dollar, again, using your tax money. So he's got his own little dibs and all of that. Anyway, he says the IMF claims there's no discretion in the matter of Dominic Strauss-Kahn, who was already pulling down nearly $500,000, and that's not including his expenses, as managing director when he resigned after being arrested in New York. The one-time severance, along with a much smaller annual pension, was part of his contract. But, but considering the heavy financial stake the U.S. has got in the global, uh, as being a global lender, some lawmakers are trying to exert pressure on an organization that has come under increased scrutiny over how its vast international resources are being used. Well, it's just more corruption. You have to really dig in to the IMF and see what they're really up to because they've literally put in dictators ac- across the world and displaced others and um, turned countries into military Regimes, basically like we're living under now across the first world countries under the guise of terror. And uh, they then, of course, make the, uh, the workers incredibly, they give them incredibly low wages and, and then invite all the big boys, big international corporations to come in with their businesses. That's how the IMF operates. It's uh, quite the story when you really dig into it. 
Nothing is ever as it seems to be, especially when it pretends it's there to help people. Nothing in this world is what it appears to be. And also, we know about the the carry-on in Japan with the Fukushima reactors, which are still melting down, apparently. Uh, They're still melting down for maybe a few years. However, uh, we know that uh, the future world they're bringing into to being will definitely be phasing out nuclear along the way. As, and those countries with small populations uh, and very wealthy countries will do it probably first. Anyway, Swiss is going ahead. Uh, the, Switzerland is going ahead, being the first one, it says. The Swiss cabinet on Wednesday called for the decommissioning of the country's five nuclear power reactors and new energy sources to replace them. But mind you, the Swiss have a lot of... Uh, hydro-powered ones, so a lot of mountainous countries and rivers and so on, so they'll probably just build more of them. Recommendation by the seven-member Federal Council will be debated in Parliament, which is expected to make a final decision next month. If approved, the reactors would go offline between 2019 and 2034. Another long-term business planning. After they reach their average lifespan of 50 years, unless their use could be safely extended for a few more years. So, they're the ones to kick it off, and other countries will probably follow suit. Because after all, uh, at the time they want to decommission these things, uh, there'll be very few of us around, really. The idea is that we all die off around 2030, 2050. Uh, so I want to talk tonight about behaviorism. Behaviorism is one of the biggest tools used by the elite on, on us. And, of course, that's why they allowed really deviant characters to experiment with babies and do terrible things that normally you'd be locked up to, uh, for. When you see these guys doing these things, you know they're being protected by those who own the government. And I really mean that. The governments are owned and not by the people. Because guys like B.F. Skinner and others who have really done incredible, and Simpson too, did incredible uh, work dropping babies on onto tables and things and picking them up by the heels and dropping them again and terrifying them, to see if you could modify behavior and, and use Pavlovian responses to create fear responses, etc. But what they found too, and Skinner did put it out pretty, pretty well and clearly, he said that you alter people's behavior by altering anything in their environment. And this is the key to how you're all being upgraded yourselves uh, by technology. And anything, even the radio, when the radio was introduced, that changed people's behavior. They'd sit around and listen to shows uh, every day, their favorite shows. The BBC was expert at that right from the beginning. They'd give, they were the ones who discovered the serial, uh, the daily serial. So you had to tune in the next day to find out how the hero uh, managed to get back up on the cliff that he was hanging off of the night before. So it changed your behavior, and people would would scramble around and hear it. Then television took over, and they started with youngsters, the Saturday serials, to make sure they tune in every Saturday, modifying everyone's behavior, apart from the fact you mimic what you see, and it's a great tool for reconditioning you into political correctness and giving you ideas, which really are not yours at all, but you will, they will become your ideas because experts format this stuff uh, to be put across in a certain way that generally omits half of the rest of the truth. Now, since 9-11, we've been living in police states pretty well across the world. 
and a police state is ideal, believe you me, for changing and altering people's behavior. You can start off with cameras, of course, and that also alters your behavior. Everyone behaves differently when they know they're being watched all the time uh, than when they're being spontaneous and free. So it takes away that sense of freedom and spontaneity that you have walking along a street when the cameras are there every 20 feet watching what you're doing, facial recognition, and listening to what you say. This is a disgusting thing to foist upon the world under a terrorist guise, but it is terrorism. It's terrorism by the state on the general public. And as they build up this immense police state, it's going to get worse and worse and worse, and it is getting worse, by the way, as the bully boys, you see, um, stop uh, remembering that they're supposed to be police first and services, servants to the people and employed by the people. And what the message really is, loud and clear, that governments are not uh, there to be responsible to the people. That's the message, loud and clear, and most folk don't even think of it because they've already accepted that, that government is somehow the big boss. Government is an idea. Government is nothing but an idea, and you must consent to it. And you must consent to whatever they do. Well, when's the last time that happened? When has anybody listened to anything that you want? Because we, we're not living under any kind of democracy, you understand. Not whatsoever. We're being trained further into this fear-driven Pavlovian response trick. And, uh, and the idea is to make us all incredibly subservient for the worst things that are designed and planned to come down in the near future. Because they haven't stopped, believe you me, with austerity and poverty and all the rest of the things they're going to bring down. They haven't stopped at all. Here's an article here to show you how crazy it gets. And it does get crazier. You'll see incredible things over the next few years as all these special teams with all their toys who are really just military forces with nothing to do um, respond to ridiculous situations. And this article is from Britain. It says, Heavy-handed police scrambled helicopter to hunt schoolboy whose soccer ball broke a greenhouse window. And now he faces lifelong criminal record. And it says that Tom Clark actually kicked a ball over a garden fence, smashing a window pane in a greenhouse. So they set off a helicopter. They probably had big machine guns on it too, just like the ones you saw them mowing down those people in the Middle East that time and laughing about it. So he faces a lifelong criminal record after a police helicopter and a riot van were scrambled to hunt him down when he accidentally kicked a football at a greenhouse. Can you imagine the effect it has on a child? Who do? That's what happens when you're a child. Everyone's experienced it, kicking the balls around, going over someone's fence, and once in a blue moon, somebody's window would, would go. Nobody sent out choppers and, and cops and riot vans after you. Can you imagine the effect it would have on you and the terror it would strike? And that's what it's meant to do, strike terror into everyone. Tom Clark was horrified when he miskicked the ball and looked over a garden fence and smashed a greenhouse window pane. Just 30 minutes later, a police helicopter was spotted hovering above the house using thermal imaging cameras to search for him. Two patrol cars and a riot van were also dispatched to search nearby gardens in Chargrove, Oxfordshire, on foot. A pair of uniformed officers eventually tracked Tom down and he apologized to the greenhouse owner. You imagine they could have shot him. 
once these guys get their, their blood up, because all, all they're trained to is hunt, hunt the masses, hunt the masses, you know, the poverty-stricken masses, uh, then they see you all the same. It doesn't matter what age you are. And they're trigger-happy. Says days later, Thames Valley Police sent a letter to Tom's father telling him his son had accepted responsibility for criminal damage. <laughs> it says here, the incident is not a conviction, but would be informally recorded for future reference and could count against him by future employers carrying out expensive CRB checks, your background checks. Don't be a boy in this world. Don't like boys anymore. Don't like them at all. Don't climb trees. Don't, don't, don't fall out of trees. Don't do anything that boys do. Don't speak out at school. They'll drug you. The message is loud and clear. Loud and clear. God help us all. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix and talking about behavior modification because that's what it is. You see, you didn't have cameras, you didn't have helicopters hovering over uh, smashed greenhouses uh, and stuff like that when I was young. Uh, if they were, you literally would just wouldn't go out, you'd stay inside and you'd be terrified to go out because it creates terror in the public and that's what it's intended to do. That's what you do, you put black clad uniform characters with machine guns outside and cameras to change your behavior and make you timid and frightened and yes massa that's what you learn to see very quickly that's what it's about now same idea here as uh, the the TSA in the US Uh, transport police get green light to carry submachine guns on trains and tubes in response to terrorism threat this is in the UK Again, more terror for the public. Change, put something in their environment which wasn't there before and they will adapt and change to it. That's, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Armed teams of British transport police are to patrol the railways and London Underground to counter the terrorist threat. Currently at its second highest level, utter tripe. Tripe and rubbish. Tripe and tripe and rubbish. A second highest level. Even all these levels you see are part of your training of fear. That's what it's all about. Until now, BTP officers have not carried weapons, but today Transport Security Philip Hammond announced that the force would have its own armed capability. He said armed BTB or BTP officers would be deployed as appropriate in response to the terrorism threat level at any given time. Armed police are already a regular sight at airports across the UK. Armed police are already a, this is armed police from other forces sometimes patrol stations and trains, and the current threat level is severe, meaning an attack is highly likely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wolf, wolf, wolf. Anyway, that's where it's going with all of this training. You training the public, putting something in your environment that was not there before, because who feels comfortable around these creeps? Hmm? Who? Who feels comfortable around these creeps? Now, I'll also put up a link tonight on YouTube, and you'll hear one of these characters, one of these creeps, talk about it, and how, well, I guess, you know, we'll probably need it, well, uh, as he rationalizes his job. 
talking about, uh, I was going to say Genghis Khan, but there's a Strauss Khan again, uh, and how they get all their payoffs from other ways. And he'll probably get off with what he's doing anyway, and or his charge, and he'll, he'll get boosted up to be head of the, well, the World Bank or something like that, because they'll always look after their own at the top. Now, he, this is an article that's kind of a repeat of previous studies that have been done in Britain and the U.S., because it's the same across the rest of the world. Members of the House of Representatives considerably outperform the stock market in their personal investments, according to a new academic study. Four university researchers examined 16,000 common stock transactions made by approximately 300 House representatives from 1985 to 2001 and found what they call significant positive abnormal returns. They're just lucky, with portfolios based on congressional trades beating the market by about 6% annually. This is what's her secret the report speculates but does not conclude. It could have something to do with the ability members of Congress have to trade on non-public information or to vote their own pocketbooks or both. It's called insider knowledge, right? A study of senators by the same team of researchers five years ago found members of the higher chamber even better at beating the market, outperforming it by about 10%, an amount that academics said was both economically large and statistically significant. Being one of 435 as opposed to one of 100 is likely to result in a significant dilution of power relative to members of the Senate, researchers wrote. The researchers Alan Jai Ziobrovsky of Georgia State University, James Boyd of Lindenwood University in Ping Chen of Florida, Atlantic University and Bridget, etc., etc., noted that the circumstances are ripe for abuse. Well, they've been abusing it all along, eh? It's insider knowledge. I can remember even Maggie Thatcher, her, 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 her husband, Dennis, little Dennis, uh, was a, I think he was a real estate lawyer. And it just so happened at that time, they were building all these underground shelters and, and, and for, for the big, um, bombing that never came, of course, and all across Britain and right up in Scotland, even right around Loch Lomond. And Dennis just happened to get the word before anybody else did, uh, and he'd buy up the land, and then the government would ask for it at ten times the price, and that's how they made their extra cash, uh, you know, inside knowledge. So that's, this is pretty common stuff. It says here, at the same time, house rules don't require them to divest themselves of common stocks when they assume office, don't prevent them from trading freely while in office, and don't require them to recuse themselves, refuse themselves from votes that could affect their own interests. The House Ethics Manual, which probably nobody's read, clearly states that all members, officers, and employees are prohibited from improperly using their official positions for personal gain. <laughs> They'd all be out the door, eh? <laughs> if that was the case. And members must disclose their holdings annually. So that's enough of that tripe there, uh, because that's how it is really is tripe, isn't it? We all know what's going on. We all know what's going on, because it's always been that way. Always, always been that way. Now, I mentioned the other day, too, from the activist post about surveillance, and there's another article, too, but how close are we to nano-based surveillance state? It says, in the span of just three years, we've seen drone surveillance become openly operational on American soil. It's going to cross Canada, too, by the way, the borders. In 2007, Texas reporters first filmed a predator drone test being conducted by local police department in tandem with Homeland Security. And I'll read some of the rest of this article when I come back after this break.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're back, and we're cutting through the matrix. And it is a matrix indeed, but you can punch your way through it and find out what's really happening and know where it's all going and know where not to go to, perhaps. But anyway, talking about predator drones and, again, more training, something in the sky, something else that didn't exist before in your environment, and your behavior will be modified. And that's a whole technique being used to train the public for all the bad times that are planned to come. And it says that uh, in 2009 it was revealed that an operation was underway to use predator drones inland over major cities far above border control functions. This year it has been announced that not only will drone operations fly over the Mexican border, but the United States and Canada are partnering to cover 900 miles of the northern border as well. And that's rubbish, folks, because they've already had them flying inland way, way beyond the border from the U.S. as well. They're flying them from the Great Lakes too, from boats, <laughs> Now that the president has been set to employ drones over non-combat areas, the military is further revealing the technology of mineralization that they currently have at their disposal. As drone expert W.P.W. Singer said, at this point it doesn't really matter if you are against the technology because it's coming. That's how they talk to you now, isn't it? But your tax money is paying for it all. According to Singer, the miniaturization of drones is where it really gets interesting. You can use these things anywhere, put them any place, and the target will never even know they're being watched. Well, guess who are all the targets? So what exactly is on the horizon? The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, that DARPA, funds military tech development through the private sector with defense contractors such as Lockheed Martin, Boeing, and Honeywell. It was Honeywell that introduced the T-Hawk microdrone, now purchased by Miami-Dade County for use in the metro area, which weighs all of 16 pounds and can fly in any direction. However, this is not so micro compared to the latest spy drone to be revealed, the Nano Hummingbird, produced by Aerovironment. The video below illustrates the capabilities of this 19-gram vehicle, so you can actually watch the video yourself. This mimicking of nature heralds a range of science fiction nightmare scenarios, but the name of this vehicle, Nano, uh, is what should spark a red alert. Because, in fact, DARPA and their contractors are working on true nano surveillance that will have biological components and applications. Then it says, here are some surveillance and detection concepts already in operation or under development. Keeping in mind what is revealed in the public domain is often quite far behind the reality. Actually, very, very far behind the reality. A group of small, uh, smaller surveillance drones called NEV Nano Air Vehicles or MEV Micro Air Vehicles already have been commissioned. Maple Seed Drones, Sparrow Drones by 2015, Dragonfly Drones to fly in swarms by 2030. I guess that's to pick up all the carcasses when we're dying off of starvation. And eventually a Housefly Drone. Oh, that would be good for carrying disease. And if the reconstruction of nature doesn't pan out, nature itself can be hijacked using electrical impulses to create cyborg surveillance insects being studied at major universities, courtesy once again of grants from your tax money. Nanosectors are sensors for use in agriculture that measure crops and environmental conditions. That will be to make sure there's enough pesticide in to kill you. Bomb-sniffing plants using rewired DNA to detect explosives and biological agents. Smart dust moats that wirelessly transmit data on temperature, light, and movement. 
and it could also be used in currency to track cash, it says here. Nano-based RFID barcodes that can be embedded into any material for tracking of all products and people. And then devices to detect molecules, enzymes, proteins, and genetic markers, opening up the door for race-specific bioweapons. That's that's a big deal, This, by the way. They've already, the races they want to bump off. As mentioned in Project for a New American Century's policy paper, Rebuilding America's Defenses. There are countless ways we are already tracked in our daily lives, which has acclimatized us to the next steps are underway. You are being trained by all these things in your environment. And this goes on quite a bit, so you should read this article for yourselves. And it's quite a good bit of data to absorb. Now, I'll go to the phones. There's Willis hanging on there from Idaho. Are you there, Willis? I am, Alan. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yep. Alan, all I can say about those, uh, uh, those drones is uh, I was born with a shotgun in my hand. I've shot more pheasants with one hand than most people have ever seen. Uh, and I surely hope I get a chance to take one of those out. I really, I do, I think about it a lot. I just can't wait to see one. But the reason that I'm calling is I just, I, I was, uh, I just was super impressed to tell you that your work is so important and what you do is so important. And, and I know, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years myself, uh, trying to wake people up. We have those moments and those days when it, it, we ask, why are we doing this and, and what are we doing? I just want to tell you that, that you, what you do is so important. It inspires us to keep going. And when you have those down days, please keep it up. Please, when, you, when you're thinking, you know, you get down in the dumps and whatever, stay. Stay, brother, stay. We love you. You're so important. And thank you. Uh, from thanks. all of us for what you do. And thanks for calling. That was well appreciated. Because I certainly do get in dumps too. And my days aren't so, so good and hot either. I, I'd warn you though, if you ever shoot something flying overhead and put it in a frying pan, that's when you'll find out what kind of uh, bird it really is. So be very careful. <laughs> now, as we talk too about um, the state of this world and, and how it's going... But we're kept, again, in, in the dark at the bottom level of reality. We see things in the movies, and the movies are all about predictive programming, all about predictive programming. There's only about four main storylines, and they swap them back and forth and, and um, mix them together to make sure that you get hooked. You're the hero. You're following the hero. And the woman that used to follow the heroine, but sometimes it changes these days anyway. Uh, and then once you're hooked into it, all the PC messages come into it as well. And we forget at the top here that it's never been different from ancient times to the present with the behavior of those at the top and how they go to a different set of rules. I've talked before about the G20 meetings in Canada and elsewhere uh, and the G8 meetings too. I've talked to reporters who attended some of them and saw the lines up of, of prostitutes being, being interviewed, very high-class ones, expensive ones. Uh, to, to attend all the, male and female, all the ages, by the way, they have no restrictions. In other words, what I'm telling you is, at the top, all these people that you are taught to respect are no different than Caligula, basically. They're no different. They live the same lifestyle. That the, the laws and the rules are made for you. Otherwise, you'd have chaos in society. Utter chaos. And they can't have that because you're supposed to produce and consume and at least produce, now it's just all producing and giving out. But regardless, they live the same lifestyles 
And it's often shocking when you see what they, what they do for little gifts for each other. Here, here's one for salesmen. German insurer Munich Re, R-E it's called, held an orgy for its salesmen. And it says one of the biggest insurance companies in the world held a party for salesmen where they were awarded with the services of prostitutes. Well, there's nothing so uh, special about that, but it gets better. It says, it says, Munich Ray is the world's biggest reinsurer. In other words, the company acts as an insurance company for other insurance companies. It's amazing all these cons that go on, isn't it? One of his divisions, Ergo, told the BBC that the party had taken place to reward salesmen in 2007. They probably have them every year. A spokesman said the people who organized it had since left. Yeah, sure. The gathering was held at a thermal baths in Hungarian capital Budapest as a reward to particularly successful salesmen, and they got whatever they liked. There were about 100 guests and 20 prostitutes were hired. The German business newspaper said the prostitutes had worn color-coded armbands designating their availability, and the women had their arms stamped after each service rendered. Can you believe this? According to Hanselblatt, a quoting an unnamed participant, guests were able to take the women to four-poster beds at the spa and do whatever they liked. By the way, when they had this in, in, uh, for, the, for the G, I think it was the G8, or maybe in the G20 in England and London, uh, the reporter who went through there said that they actually had a hotel, massive hotel books, and they took out all the beds and put in these big heart-shaped beds for all these lovely leaders of the world to, you know, romp about in with all the, the prostitutes which your tax money paid for. You don't know what it's really like, do you? You really don't. When they get up there and say, vote for me, I'm all for you. I'm just like you. You just don't know, do you? Really don't. And I talked to her about the fact that the Ministry of Defense and the U.S. Department of Defense both hired think tanks to project the next 50, 60 years or so. They're both identical. They're on my archives section. And you should go through them because they give you the future. Even down to the, the, the population that would suddenly drop around 2030 or so, as when we're all crammed in cities, probably due to plagues, they said. It could be starvation on the other hand. And we're seeing the, all the articles coming out now. All the coming food shortages and rationing will come out soon. And you think it's all just happening the way they're telling you when five agribusinesses now own the entire food of the planet. They can cause it at any time they wish. And they're using, of course, nothing but GM food for your lot, not for the, not for the ones at the top. They all have the special farms. Once you get up to the, into the right uh, club, you see, you're given your little ticket, your little real ration ticket where you get real food uh, and you don't get any of the GM stuff loaded with its pesticides, which kill you with cancers and various other things, but mainly cancers. That's why they know uh, that everyone will die of cancer, except themselves. Pesticide exposure linked to low or lower IQ in children. That's another thing they wanted too. They don't want a bright population during this particular period as we're all supposed to go down the tubes. They want them to be pretty dull, pretty stupid, easily entertained, and so they're getting lots of cheap entertainment. And uh, this is one of the tricks that they're definitely using, of course, is to dumb you down as best they can. Three recent studies have found that children exposed to organophosphates in the womb have a lower IQ at seven years than those have not. The results of three recent studies, three recent studies have found that children exposed to organophosphates 
in the womb have a lower IQ at seven years than those who have not. Indoor use of two OPs, that's uh, chlorophyrolithose and diazinone, uh, known to be neurotoxidants. They actually are toxic to the nerves in your brain, natural cells themselves have been phased out over the past decade because of health risks. However, they are still approved for use in agricultural pesticides and are widely used on food crops. Increasingly, scientists are finding that prenatal exposure to pesticides may lead to later health impacts. So, of course, they know all this stuff at the top. They're they're perfectly aware of all all that they're doing to us. Perfectly aware. Then another article, GM food toxins, generally modified food toxins found in the blood of 93% of unborn babies. Toxins implanted into GM food crops to kill pests are reaching the bloodstreams of women and unborn babies, alarming research has revealed. This is one of the exposés that you get in the papers. These are legalities to let you know, and when you say nothing and, and you don't get up and riot about it, then you've acquiesced, and, and legally you've acquiesced to poison yourself and your children. No kidding, that's a legal precedent. A long-mark study found that 93% of blood samples taken from pregnant women and 80% from umbilical cords tested positive for traces of the chemicals. Millions of acres in North and South America are planted with GM corn containing the toxins, which is fed in vast quantities to farm livestock around the world, including Britain. However, it's now clear the toxins designed to kill crops, pests, are reaching humans and babies in the womb, apparently through food. Well, of course it is. But they're really clever, eh? It is not known what, if any, harm this causes, but they know it's neurotoxic, right? But there's a, sp- a speculation it could lead to allergies, miscarriages, abnormalities, or even cancer. So it's guaranteed to cause these problems. But more importantly, you're, you have a definite drop in IQ, as well as the, uh, the last article I mentioned there. Uh, this is all known. This was known, it's known that this stuff would do this before they put it on the market. They test everything for years in the labs on animals and secretly on humans in certain areas too. But of course that's conspiracy thinking. They'd never do that. The same guys that gave you the fake 9-11 terror and terror, terror ever since, and that's what it is, perpetual war and perpetual terrorism to train you, they'd never do that to you. The same guys that are always up there preaching every every year at World Summits. Oh, we got to drastically reduce the population. They'd never do that to you, would they? Of course they wouldn't. No, they're decent guys who go who go home to their well their parties with the prostitutes. <laughs> Wake up, eh? Wake up. Another article here too. This is a, this is actually from 2009, but it was interesting because I mentioned EMP. A few times, electromagnetic pulse, which is also in the same frequencies as you're using you know, all your wireless stuff and your, your computers and so on. It says HPM bomb, uh, bombs use, uh, this is for bombs, use an enormous uh, electromagnetic radio pulse to disable computers, electronics, vehicles, guided missiles, and communications. April 23rd, it says high powered microwave bombs that use an enormous electromagnetic radio pulse to disable computers. Vehicles, missiles, and communications, while leaving people and structures unharmed, have been under investigation research labs for a number of years. Until recently, these weapons have been practically large at over 3.5 meters long, but researchers at Texas Tech University have now built a self-powered device with the U.S. Army funding that measures 15 centimeters in diameter and only 1.5 meters long, making it small enough to be considered portable. 
Now, the reason I'm reading this one is because, you see, it, it leaked out that underneath the Parliament of, the, of Britain, they also have one there. And they said that they could knock out all communications under a terrorist threat. They also, unfortunately, would also kill anybody with a pacemaker within about 50 miles radius. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. So, these, it's amazing. Whenever you read something, uh, they're, they're, they've had it for many, many, many years. And it's, again, it's all funded by your tax money, isn't it? All this stuff. This eventually used on you. It's, it's really quite something. Now, another article here is a little bit different. You see, Canadians are awfully politically correct. They're so laid back uh, that they even watch silly, silly comedies, uh, for ye- same comedies for years. They like sameness, you see. That's part of the comedy's uh, attraction. It's the sameness of the familiar faces coming back. And that's how they get downloaded with all the PC stuff. But they love to be on the, uh, in, the, in the avant-garde, you know, of all changes of political correctness. They just love it. They just love it. And it says, a Canadian couple has decided to keep the sex of their child secret in an attempt to raise a genderless child. Isn't that wonderful? It's usually the first thing that proud parents reveal to the world about their new offspring, but a Canadian couple has sparked controversy by deciding to keep the sex, which is really the gender of their baby, secret as part of an attempt to raise a genderless child. If you notice too, by the way, uh, all these top models are pushing out in front of the runway uh, this year. Most of the, them are actually men dressed as women. Big hullabaloo in all the fashion magazines about it and how wonderful it all is. Kathy Witcherick, 38, and Dave Stalker, 39, who live in Toronto, believe that a child's sex should not determine his or her place in the world. They keep substituting sex for gender, don't they? But I'll read some more of this to let you know how, how wonderful it is in Canada as we're in avant-garde. Back with more after this break. We're back and we're cutting through the matrix and I let that guitar wail a bit there because my, I must be doing something right or wrong tonight because uh, the company just, uh, the ExploreNet just dropped my satellite feed. So uh, that's how it goes actually. And it does go that way when you touch on certain topics. However, uh, I was reading about this article uh, where you've got PC parents, of course, who are not going to disclose the gender of their baby. And you get all the PC nonsense coming from them. I'll let you read this article for yourself. There's two, actually, articles on them. One from Australia, but it's on Canadians, and how they bring up their own child and stuff, and how they dress them up in different colors, pink and blue, which they can swap, etc., and all of that. And I think, really, it's a little scheme they've got, because they know it's going to be hard to get work in the future. And the way things are going in music television, uh, who knows what it's going to be in but 16 years' time. So this channel is going to make a killing being, well, something. That's, that's the idea. Something, whatever. <laughs> so that's what it's all about in this age of androgyny. A very old plan again to uh, utterly eliminate and destroy all that was to bring in all that will be, as the top masons always say. All that was left imperfect will be made perfect. So... 
And that's the kind of world we're living in today. And it's all an agenda. It's all, all this, this indoctrination is funded again with your tax money. It's all decided at very higher levels and put down to the school boards who must uh, promote all this stuff. And nothing happens by chance. You think you're simply evolving down through time and things come and go as you please. No, nothing, nothing comes from the grassroots. Everything, all behavior is promoted from the top down. Even the behavior for all these, a whole generation to grow up on video games where they just kill and they want to be the guys who win and the only ones who apparently win in all these games are the guys wearing all the black clad suits and the big machine guns because they want these characters for this particular time to control all of you and all the things that are to come down the pike. And they don't care a darn about laws or constitutions or anything else. Not a darn. They're, they're treating life like a video game and you're just the prey and they are the predator. That's extremely obvious, extremely obvious today. People are terrified to talk back to these goons. Someone from the U.S. just today emailed me. He rushed through into one of the subways, I think it was. He had to ticket the whole thing. And one of these goons came after him. And uh, he showed him the ticket, etc., etc. And the goon told him to quiet him down. He says uh, he's going to give him a ticket for being being insolent. Being insolent? What, what kind of crime? What crime is that being insolent to a, a black-clad gloon, goon with a machine gun? Hmm? This is the world that you're allowing to come into being. Because the longer it's here, the more everyone adapts to it. That means it's going to be here forever. Do you really want that? Do you really want that? I think it's time people reclaimed their rights and and realized too that government and all its agencies are supposed to be there to serve them, the people. And you better make a, a move on it all because it's going down quick, as you all know. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you.